0: Hey, welcome to the Step Back 3 Cube podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Roach.
1: And I'm Galvin Roach.
0: There you go. All right. Uh, we are starting with episode one. This is the epi- episode one. Episode one. Yesterday was episode zero. It didn't really count because it wasn't a real episode, it was just telling people what to expect. For episode one, can we are it
1: after?
0: <laughs> sure. And episode one, which you should be listening to on Tuesday, March seventeenth, uh, is going to be about a number of things. Here, we're going to talk about a little bit more oh. about a little bit more about coronavirus graphs. We're going to talk about what volume means, and then we're going right. to spend. We'll have a little break in there so Calvin can talk about some games here. All right, but before we begin that, let's start by talking about a coronavirus graph.
1: Oh, God.
0: What? What is, oh, God?
1: I don't mean anything, sorry.
0: Okay, well, let me pull up this graph. You should find the graph you attached... Can
1: on your computer? Can't you do this on your phone?
0: Do what on my phone?
1: Make a podcast.
0: Oh, maybe, but it's fine on my computer. Okay, anyways... Look for the picture that says coronavirus graph number one. Uh, you should see the title. Country by country, how coronavirus case trajectories compare. Uh, yeah, go ahead and look at that, Calvin. Uh, there's a couple of things I want to highlight in this graph. And I can't see
1: anything.
0: You can't see anything? You I see, can't
1: actually see it, though. I can't see the coronavirus
0: thing. Well... Can you see the axes of this graph? Because that's what I want to highlight. You probably are noticing by now that the y-axis of this is not going up at the same speed here. Hello? Calvin, let me finish talk about this. It's just like being in class. The y-axis is going up. We call this a logarithmic graph because it's going up not at a... Oh, my God not in a linear amount, it's going up exponentially, and that's what's happening with the coronavirus. So that's the only reason why this graph looks so linear, like it's going up, it looks like it's going up in a straight line, but like I showed you in class before we broke, the numbers are actually going up exponentially. Every break here is going up by a exponential factor, so... The reason why they're doing that, it's, I know I have told people in the past that it is misleading to make a y-axis where you're not going by a consistent amount, because it can be very misleading. But sometimes it's necessary to do that. It's just a more complicated type of graph. Alright, Calvin, look at this graph with me and tell me which lines do you notice? Which lines stand out to you?
1: Um, the green and the yellow.
0: So the yellow one on top, that's China. So China was the first uh, country that had these cases reported. And that yellow line is about how they went. Now, their yellow line accelerates a little bit more than some of these other countries at the beginning because they didn't really know what they were facing at the time and didn't do the best job in the world of dealing with it when it came out. So that's part of the reason why I went up there. And also the other problem with China is that they have a huge population and there's a lot of population density in certain areas so like they were going to always going to have a bigger challenge when it came to dealing with outbreaks here what other lines do you notice
1: um i notice a black line and three like and four light blue lines okay
0: let's talk about all those so the black line is italy that's the one that i was pointing out that we are trying to avoid having the same things happen here as happened Are happening in Italy, so Italy is up there around twenty thousand cases. Like the things are like realized about this logarithmic graph is that like. When you look at where U.S. is and you look where Italy is, it looks like at a glance that U.S. is about halfway to Italy, but it's really, if you look at the y-axis, only about one-tenth of the way there because, again, with the exponential growth, that's a big jump between where U.S. is and Italy is, but if we keep on the, this, the path that we're on, we are on pace to get there unless we start doing some of the things that all those light blue lines are doing. So come over here. Can you read some of these light blue lines, Cal?
1: Hi. Uh-
0: Let's look at that one.
1: Um, S-Corona?
0: S-Korea. Nice try. S-Korea. So that's South Korea. So what South Korea did to make theirs level off, and I remember I mentioned this last week too, is they developed a test. They made it so that people could drive through and take the test and then put the strict quarantine place that... Is something. The second part is something that we are doing now. Obviously, that's why we're you're listening to this podcast instead of being in class with me right now. And it looks like it's going to get even more strict here pretty soon because there are still people going out and going to bars and going on vacations and things like that. So pretty soon, those things aren't going to be allowed either, just so that we can start flattening things out like South Korea. There, what's the next one down?
1: Um, Japan. Japan. Japan.
0: There you go. So Japan has a much lower, had much lower level here, but we don't really know that whether they were effective in slowing the spread or if they're just not self-reporting or testing enough people here. Japan, the reason why that might be is because that, like, it's... I think the reason that people are skeptical and that question is on the graph in the first place is because Japan also has a lot of dense population centers and probably has a lot of the same challenges that China has, but people think that Japan didn't do a good job testing people or having honest responses to all that because they were hoping to keep the Olympics going. That's looking less and less likely by the day here, but you'll notice that Japan's much farther along the x-axis than us because, let's back up and look at the x-axis for a second, it's the number of days since the 100th case. That's why the y-axis starts at 100 instead of starting at 0. So Japan's way farther ahead of us in this case, so that's why it's kind of odd that they're off the curve there. But there's two more ones that are clearly off the curve as well. What's the, can you read this one here?
1: Hold uh, and-
0: Sing yeah.
1: Sing Apple. Singapore. Singapore.
0: Singapore is a uh, Asian country that's known for being extremely strict about well everything, but they put in strict quarantine measures right away. And you'll notice that their line is pretty low down there. If we could get closer to that, that would be amazing. And then the same thing happened with the line underneath that. One more reading assignment for you here.
1: I hug. Hong Kong. Yep, Hong. Hong King. Kong. King. Hong. Hong King Kong?
0: No, just Hong Kong. Like,
1: Hong Kong.
0: Yeah, it's like Donkey Kong. <laughs> so Hong Kong also put in... They, they didn't put in as much... I don't think it was necessarily as mandated, but Hong Kong did a great job of putting in self-quarantine really quickly, and that helped level them off as well. So obviously, just the point of this is that... We're at a breaking point here where we could break, like some of these countries that have done a better job and level the graph off so that it's going off to the right without much increase in the slope. Or we could take, if we don't start taking those measures, then we're going to keep going along the paths of Spain and Germany and France and Iran and Italy where they're running into much bigger problems. So, anyways, that's just the graph I wanted to go over with you guys at the start, and we'll probably see more graphs like this in the days to come, because again, I really think it's important for us to understand all of the math behind what's happening mm.
1: right now.
0: Okay, we're going to take a pause in the math content for a second, and I'm going to let Calvin talk about the game, board game we played today. We're playing a different board game every day, and Calvin will review it real quick. So Calvin, what's the name of the game we played today?
1: Um, Catan?
0: No, we did not play Catan. Oh, Ticket.
1: Ticket to Ride.
0: Tickets to Ride. What do you do in Ticket to Ride?
1: Well, you get, like, these cards for trains. There's these trains that are wild where they're, like, trains and they count as any card. And you put down trains on the areas that the color card says. You put them in that area.
0: I can put a link to this game later if you guys are interested in it, but it is a good, pretty simple game compared to some of the other games they play. You want to tell them who won?
1: Me! Against Daddy!
0: <laughs> because he got Seattle to, oh, Seattle to New York and Vancouver to Montreal, which is a very good combination for routes there. So he did a, a good job winning it in that one. We'll see who wins tomorrow's game. And, all right. That's it for the game review. Let's move on to talking about volume. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you know about volume, Calvin? Where have you heard? Well,
1: it's like something you use to turn up stuff.
0: Oh, you mean like volume, like how loud things are? Yeah. So it's funny because volume, with uh, when it comes to sound, is a little bit different mm-hmm. than volume when it comes to space, but it's yeah. it comes from the same idea. So volume in sound is basically a measure of how much pressure the sound waves are by...
1: Like those sound waves.
0: Oh, yeah. You can, if you were looking at a recording of sound right now, which we can see since we're recording this podcast, you can see the louder things will have a larger, not oh. larger, l- yeah, larger line, basically, for be- lack of a better word here. Yeah. Because they are producing more... What? Sound waves, and it's putting more pressure on whatever is receiving those sound waves. Oh my goodness! So yeah, like it jumps up high when Calvin yells like that. (laughs) Yeah! But but volume in space is a measure of the amount of space inside of something. Yes! How can you measure how much space is inside of something, do you think?
1: Well, for example, like people need space, Right. Yeah. There's something, like, let's say there was there was fuzz. How much space is inside the fuzz? What,
0: what do you mean by fuzz, though?
1: Like, inside of, like, a cotton ball.
0: Okay, so how do you think you could measure, if you had a cotton ball, a cotton ball would be hard to measure the space of. What's something else that you fill up all the time?
1: Um, water.
0: Water in a cup. Okay, so when the, think about the water that takes up the space in a cup. How could you measure how much volume that water takes up?
1: If because, like, looking at it, if it's full, you know it's the top.
0: Okay. Right? And if it's empty, then what?
1: You know it's empty.
0: Because there's... The
1: volume is, like, down! You
0: don't have to yell.
1: <laughs> I want to make the line big, silly. I
0: know, but it's going to hurt people's ears when they hear it. So... The you can measure how much volume, how much space is in the cup if you're looking at the water level,
1: right? Wait, hold on. Did you see those lines that don't have anything? Is us not talking at all? You're
0: right. If you're quiet, then there's no lines on there. But anyways, going back to the cup, how do you think you could measure how much space a cup takes up?
1: Well, if you got a ruler, maybe, or if you just use it with your fingers. Like I measure my foot: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You know, what you, I I think it was eleven, before I counted it twenty.
0: So you're counting up what Calvin is doing that you can't see because it's a podcast. Was using how many fingertips he did to get across his whole foot. So that's what we call one dimension. That's how long your foot is. And we're using the unit of your fingertips right now. That's not a standard unit, but it's still a unit. Anything that we can measure in counts as a unit. You can measure, we can measure this room in how many feet it is, or we can measure this room in how many steps it takes you to go across it. Of course,
1: like one, two, avoid the Thomas bed, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, so, 13.
0: So 13 steps to get across this room in me- measuring it in Calvin steps. Yeah, or if
1: you go like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 13, 14, 15, 16.
0: He's taking much 18, smaller 19, steps now. 20,
1: 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. 30,
0: 31, 32. So, if you took small steps, it was 32, but big steps, it was 13. As long as you stay consistent, then you can do it either way we want. But oh, that's right, only. Way wait, wait, Calvin, stop, stop, stop. That's only one d- dimension in this room. There's three dimensions in this room. We can go across it, we can go width wise, so you can go from this wall to that wall, and then and there.
1: Diagonal.
0: Well, diagonal isn't going to give us any new information, no, for this one, because diagonal is already a combination of going across it and going sideways. Why don't you measure it sideways and see what it, what you get? Go from yeah, the side wall to this one. Yep, go ahead. No, 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 go that way. might start over there, start in the corner, and just go straight across towards the top of the spread. What did you get?
1: I didn't count, sorry. Okay,
0: go back and try again. But this time walk straight towards where the vent is, because you don't want to get stuck by the comic spread. One, two,
1: three,
0: four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Nine. No, it was eight. You You're you. So we've got 13 steps across and eight steps up. That's only two dimensions. You know where the third dimension in this room is? No. It's going up from top to bottom. Now, obviously, you can't walk up the wall. Only many...
1: if on the way in the bedroom, Spider-Man could do that, if it was real.
0: <laughs> okay, so how do you think we can measure how many steps it is to get up the wall?
1: One, two,
0: three. Definitely not. Oh, keep doing what you're doing. That was a good idea.
1: Five, six, seven, eight,
0: nine, four, five. You wouldn't need a step stool to get up there. So what Calvin was doing was he, he was putting his finger up the wall in steps for about how long the steps were. Now, he's still not tall enough to get all the way up there, so we're going to have to take an estimate. You know what an estimate is? What? No way. An estimate is a guess. So guess, how many steps do you think it would take? Based on what you counted, when you got halfway, you were about...
1: One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, one. Okay, wait. Well, those are
0: much smaller. You're doing your small steps again. Do the regular steps and then do halfway and then we can just One, double it. One, two,
1: three, four, five. Okay,
0: five, and that's about halfway, right?
1: Six, seven, eight, nine,
0: ten. Great, so ten steps. So now we have your three dimensions of this room. So in, in Calvin steps, your this room is thirteen by nine by ten.
1: So what in this column Collarbone
0: right here. or collarbone, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, back to the math. We determined that the volume of this room is 13 mm-hmm. steps by 9 steps by 10 steps. So if we wanted to find how many how many cubic steps that we, we can put of your step in this room, we would just multiply 13 by 9 by 10. If we were doing that for the water cup, we could have done it as well. Now, you can't step through a water cup, but we could figure out another unit to measure in and then see how far it is across your cup, and then, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then lengthwise across your cup, and how tall it is. Mm-hmm. So in general, we're trying to multiply the three dimensions of each object to determine the volume that is inside of them. Mm-hmm. Now, most cups are not going to be rectangular prisms. They're going to be cylinders, and we'll get into that in another podcast. But for now, just understand that volume is the 3D space inside an object. And some of the Khan Academy videos will talk Hello about.
1: To the Thank you, Calvin.
0: Uh, some of the 3D there's some of the Khan Academy videos will talk about how we can find those for specific 3D objects. But I just wanted to have a little bit of talk about that and send you on your way. So now you're gonna have to do the watch the Khan Academy watch the Khan Academy videos to Find the specific formulas for certain objects. That will be different depending on which class you are in. And we will talk again tomorrow. Have a good day. (laughs) Say bye. Okay.
1: Bye. But just pause it and tell me listen to it.